0: What is going on online fitness coaches? My name is Brian Mark. I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches, and I built my fitness business to over $50,000 a month before I became a mentor for others. In the last three years, I've helped over 200 online coaches hit $10,000 a month in their online coaching business. Now let's get into today's episode. What is going on online fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Trainer Podcast. This is the number one show for online coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. In today's episode, I'm joined by one of my best friends and one of my business partners, Natasha Storm. What's up, Nat? Hello,
1: guys. I'm super excited to be here. Me and Brian are going to bring you some crazy, painful, honest conversations that I think are going to shift not only your business, but also your relationships.
0: So before we get into this, I feel like the title of this podcast episode is Masculine and Feminine Energy. And so what's your definition of a man?
1: I think my definition of a man is a man who is like, owning his purpose is direct, who is concise with what he wants and is focused, like willing to do whatever it takes to bring his vision into a reality. And I think that's a man who's like stepped into his power and is owning his worth.
0: It's funny, because I think we're like, how are we going to start this podcast? We're like, let's just get into it. I think for so much of my life, I struggled because it's almost like I knew that I had, I think all men struggle with this. I had this like higher purpose, higher calling, something that I was meant to do with my life. But I was working at places that I didn't like. I was making like lower money than I wanted to make. I was taking orders from people I didn't respect. And I felt like for the majority of my life, I just like, I just didn't have the purpose. Even though it was inside of me, I was like, I didn't know what I wanted to do.
1: I think a lot of times though, like we get into that situation because we self abandon. Like Mm. we don't trust ourselves enough and we don't believe that we are capable and worthy of stepping into higher levels. And then we people please and we stay small and we don't go after what we want, right? Because it's uncomfortable. It's like you would have to break out of old ways of being and old habits and behavior in order for you to go after your dreams, like go after building your business.
0: And let's talk about that for a second. So old ways of being, old patterns of behavior. Because like, I think what we're actually talking about, I don't know about you, but I have this like internal belief that we all have unlimited power. Yes. I have unlimited power. You have unlimited power. Every motherfucker listening to this podcast has unlimited power. And I have this like internal belief that tells me that we have unlimited power. But I think that what ends up happening and the reason we self-abandon and the reason we forget who we actually are is because of our conditioning, our upbringing, Mm -hmm. our childhood.
1: Yeah, absolutely but you get put into a box. It's like growing up in school. It's like, sit down, shut up, fly underneath the radar. People like us don't make money like that. Yeah. Go to school. You know, you should be a nurse because that's a stable, consistent job. You should, you know, like the path is like created for you when you're a little kid and you see something and you're driving, you see a Corvette that drives fine. Mm. It's like, Oh my God, look at that car. That's so amazing. And yeah. your parents are like, Oh yeah. Like money doesn't grow on trees Yeah. or people like us don't have stuff like that. Yeah. And then from like, one to seven or eight, you're conditioned and then that's your programming and this belief system you have about yourself. You get into later years in your life and you, you don't step outside the box. You don't try. You, you don't go the extra mile because you don't understand the potential that you have within yourself. And that momentum makes you uncomfortable because people like us, quote unquote, don't achieve that.
0: I think so. That's funny because this is like a side note, but it's also involved is I feel like it's super funny that we go to school and we are learning from people and we like pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for university education. And we're learning from people who are also in the system. And like, I'm mentoring this young kid. His name is Jax. He's a stud. And he was telling me about how one of his teachers basically told him, he's like, oh, that idea is not going to be successful. And I like, I said to him, I'm like, Jax, I'm like, would you want to trade places with that teacher? And if the answer is no, then like, why are we taking advice? And why are we like literally choosing? how we're going to live our life based on advice from people that are also stuck in their own box. Yeah, And that's the hard part about life is like a lot of the people that we look up to, even from a young age, like we don't get to choose our parents, but the the influence that our parents have on us, like oftentimes determines the type of character that we have. And you know, when I say oftentimes it's because I like the conversation that we're about to have is like, you can fucking achieve anything that you set your mind to, but because you've been conditioned from mentors and leaders and people that have been telling you that like money doesn't grow on trees and like, you need to get a stable job and you need to find a job that has a salary. Like people don't end up chasing what actually fucking makes them feel alive. Like what makes them feel like purpose and passion inside because they just don't even believe that it's possible for them to achieve it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think like coming back to part of that conditioning is that we get conditioned, like coming back to energy into the wrong energy. So I, I'm going to speak from like being a woman. It's like growing up, you don't feel safe. You don't feel like someone's going to take care of you. You grow up in a home environment where maybe you're not supported and somebody isn't looking after you. And then you grow up in this super masculine energy. You're a woman, but you show up really masculinely. It's like, you know, the way you have conversations, you don't let people close to you. It's like you don't accept praise. You don't accept compliments. You don't let anybody support you and take care of you Mm. because you're living in masculine energy. But that's also been conditioned Mm. because no one's coming to save you. You have to work hard. And that also comes from programming, because you grow up in an environment and that dictates how you show up later on in life. But then that also negatively impacts the results that you get because you live in an energy that doesn't feel good. And men also have that when they grow up in households and they're conditioned to be feminine. Like when you show up with that like focus and drive and passion and just that like intense ability to make a decision and your parents shame you for that. And Sit they down. Make, yeah. And they make you feel wrong. And yeah. it's like, chill out, relax. We don't want that here. Follow Um, the leader. Yeah. yeah. And they just strip you of your masculine energy. So you grow up being this really feminine man who can't demand a room. You have no presence. You're like, quote unquote, the nice guy, but the nice guy doesn't win. And it's not because thoughtfulness isn't valued by other people, but you're not owning your worth as a man so then for women it's like on the flip side of that women live in really masculine energy where it's like i'm not gonna let you close to me it's not safe i have to take care of myself they don't trust men they don't let men come and take care of them so then there's like polarity and like really feminine men end up with really masculine women but both of them are unfulfilled because they're living in this energy that just straight up doesn't (laughs) fucking align
0: okay this is fun this is really fun we're gonna piss a lot of people off this podcast so okay so this is where it comes so i think As a society, we have a lot of very feminine men. All right, let's fucking have this conversation. And my definition of a feminine man is like somebody like commented on one of my videos the other day, and he's like, you're a child. And like, you have no idea what it means to be a man. I'm like, my definition of a man is somebody that is chasing their dreams. My definition of a man is somebody that like, that speaks up for what they believe in. My definition of a man is somebody that goes after what they want. My definition of a man is somebody that actually steps up and takes care of their family. But the truth is, there's so many fucking men that are not pursuing their dreams and they're not going after the things that they want. And as a result, the women in their life can't trust them. And because the women in their life can't trust them, like significant other that they're supposed to be taking care of is looking at her fucking girly man and being like, dude, like, are you going to step up? And because he's not stepping up, she's like, fine, I'll fucking take the reins. And that's where we get these like the women that have to be masculine because they haven't surrendered in their feminine. And I'm just going to be vulnerable because like that what happened with Kirsten and I like Kirsten has like always been the provider for everything, for all of her relationships. Mm-hmm. And so when we got into, when we first started getting together, like we both had the masculine energy and because I didn't like, I showed a lot of character traits and, and this is the thing too. It's like, if we're talking about being a fucking man, like being a man doesn't mean that you're a man. Some days it means that you're a fucking man every day. It's like, you like set your character in stone and your character doesn't deviate. Like that's the definition of a man to me. And it took me a long time for me to actually like become the man that I am today. And so when I would show signs of weakness, or I'd show chips in my armor, like Kirsten would see that and she'd be like, Oh, I can't trust you. So I need to activate my masculine. And then we'd both be masculine. And we would both be fighting because we're both masculine. And it wasn't until I fully embraced who I am as a man. And I started speaking my truth and going after the things that I wanted unapologetically, that Kirsten like finally looked at me and was like, Okay, I can surrender now. Mm. And I can be feminine yes. because I trust you. And I know that you're gonna lead this household.
1: Yeah, I think women are so intuitive and we watch behavior. We watch patterns of behavior and it's like, you told me you were going to do x y and z and you do it 70% of the time. I don't trust you. So yeah. now I don't feel safe to be feminine and like surrender that and mm. let you lead a household, let you lead like the trajectory of like where we're going because mm. fuck you show up 70% of the time. Mm. I'm a woman who grew up being never feeling safe, never feeling like I could rely on a man. And I'm speaking for a lot of women out there. Like I'm talking as a woman through through other women. Mm. And then you see your partner who shows up 70% of the time, they're inconsistent. They about not Mm. having the results they want in their life. Mm. I want to achieve X, Y, Z, but then you don't see them working for it. Why the fuck? What I go into feminine energy around you, yeah. where I'm going to get hurt because mm. you can't show up as a provider. Mm. No woman is going to surrender and step into that space with you until you become a man who is mm. like consistent and relentless and focused. And it's like, I am so consistent and powerful in what I do that I'm good for me, but I'm also good for you and I'm good for
0: us. Damn. Okay. So, okay. I want to talk about codependency because I feel like we're on that Ooh. subject now and then let's go into feminine. I feel like the reason that a lot of men never step into their power or a lot of women never fully embrace their femininity is because of codependency. And it's because we get into these relationships where we become dependent on each other to fill each other's voids. And so as a man, I'm not stepping into my power. I'm not owning my shit. I'm not chasing my dreams. I'm not going after what I want. And so I need to find a woman that will validate me for the man that I am and like pat me on the back and say it's okay that life's hard it's okay that you keep getting punched in the face you're gonna make it one day one day you'll be successful and like i don't know about you guys but for me i would rather have a woman that like looks me in the eyes and, and is like get your shit together you know like fucking go to the fucking gym you're fat but like, you need to fucking get off your ass i would rather have that but we end up in these relationships where we end up codependent on one another and we have these like toxic traits and we're both unwilling to work on ourselves so we end up saying stuck and we never really actualize and realize our full potential because we like we're getting just enough Mm -hmm. to get by in our codependent relationship.
1: Yeah, I think codependency too is like breeds from a place of I don't want to lose this. Like I will abandon myself to keep this instead of being authentic. It's like if I ask for what I need, if I set boundaries where I need them, if I say, yo, I need to be able to go out with my friends and do this without you, and you respond in a way that withholds love from me that hurts so much. And because I lack the communication with myself and with other people and self-awareness, let me just self-abandon to people, please, in this relationship. And then you end up in this like fucked up dynamic where two people can't be their authentic selves, resentment builds, And then it's like, then you're in the wrong energies because women don't feel safe with a man who abandons himself. Mm. I will never submit to a man who does not own himself and can't look me dead in the eyes and be like, I understand and respect where you're coming from, but I'm not going to self-abandon for you.
0: You said self-abandon like 50 times. So can you define what self-abandon means? Because I feel like I'm not trying to be rude to everyone, but I feel like, 80 to 90 to 95% of us, including myself, do it. So I want Natasha to define it so that we understand what it means.
1: Yeah, so like self-abandoning is like those moments where you say yes when you, or you say yes when you want to say no, mm. right? It's like somebody asks you, there's a request that's being made and you don't feel aligned to do it. It doesn't feel authentic and you are scared of being rejected or not being loved by somebody else. So you you comply, you fit yeah. into the box yeah. because It's easier to abandon yourself and your own needs in that moment than it is to have potential loss from somebody else.
0: Dude. Okay. Now let's talk about self-abandonment is a signpost of insecurity. Yes. Because like the reason that you would be willing to abandon who you are as an individual and who you are as a person is because you are insecure about like, you're like, okay, well, if I communicate my needs and then she leaves me and then I'll be alone and then nobody will love me. And it's like, because we don't actually love ourselves and because we don't actually love our vision and what we're about and what we're doing. It's almost like we need this person's fucking approval in order for us to feel any sort of like wholeness or completeness. And so we're unwilling to speak our needs in fear that, you know, we might offend the other person, then leave us, then we end up alone and nobody's going to love us.
1: Yeah. And that's all rooted in belief of self, right? Like belief of what is available to you. Like I have this core belief that what is for me won't pass me. And if it passes me, it's not for me. So say again, if it's for me, it It won't won't pass pass me. me. And if it passes me, it's not for me so if I come to a relationship and let's say I'm in a romantic relationship with somebody I'm like hey I need this I need x y and z and I own my truth and this is where I'm going and this is the vision I'm creating and that person says it doesn't align for me that's not a loss Hmm. then this relationship isn't for me because Hmm. I don't want to be in relationship where I have to lie to fit in if I have to lie about who I am what I need and where I'm going in order to stay in a relationship then I'm in the wrong relationship and that is self-abandonment and then you you get bitter and then you fall out of momentum and then you don't take action. And then every other area of your life starts to fucking in a road because mm. you don't feel safe to be like your most powerful self. I think there's so many people out there who struggle with getting their business off the ground because you're in relationships where you self abandon and you shouldn't be in that relationship. And yeah. because you do not feel safe to grow, you're like, if I grow, and I get bigger, and I'm not reliant on my partner financially anymore, and I start to shift and change, they will withhold love from me. And that is so painful. And because I can't embrace the possibility of losing this to get to the next level, I'm just going to stay stuck.
0: I want to say, okay, so not only that, but I also think that same concept, the reason that a lot of people struggle to grow their coaching business is that as they're growing their coaching business and as they're starting to become more successful and as they're starting to grow, their partner will start to resent them Mm. because their partner has their own insecurities that they're not willing to work on. And that resentment will cause their partner to start to be cold towards them, withhold love from them or stop showing them support. And it's almost like their partner was like cheering them on and being like, you can do it in the beginning. And then it's like when it actually starts happening, they're like, holy shit, what if she leaves me? And then they start withholding love. And that's the same thing in fat loss (laughs) journeys. Let's talk about that for a second.
1: I want to like add to that because I think it's just super important just because that happens doesn't mean that you should leave. But what that means is that you should work on your communication skills Mm. because I believe, that intimacy, vulnerability, and depth is fucking earned. And it is earned in those hard moments of like, okay, I see you growing. I yeah. see you possibly leaving me behind. I have to be brave enough to come to you and say, I support you. I want you to win. I want you to do incredible. As I'm seeing your success, I feel insecure that I'm going to be left behind. Can we talk about it? This is what I need. Yes. If you can't do yes. that, then you don't even deserve to be in a relationship with yeah. somebody who aligns and supports your vision because you're not doing the work. Work on yourself to have the communication
0: skills. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to drop something you didn't know I was going to drop on this podcast. Let's fucking do it. Okay, so Natasha has grown exponentially since we've known each other, okay? Natasha first started in the whole PT nomination arena. For those of you guys that don't know, Natasha's a million-dollar mastermind coach. I'm fucking going in. I'm telling them, okay? She's a million-dollar mastermind coach. So when she first started, it was the 10K mastermind, all right? And the 10K mastermind, because we hadn't got a lot of students. It's not like we got a ton of students over 10K in the academy. So the mastermind is where we guarantee that they would get to 10K. But like we've grown. It's actually, we've been working together for like almost two years now.
1: We're like going on three, 2019.
0: That's crazy. So I hired Natasha to be a coach in 2019. And like the mastermind's grown, Natasha's grown. And now Natasha has a company where she's working with 150 employees. She's got like some super high profile clients. So we were talking about the mastermind and in the back of my head for the last like six months, this was like a couple months ago, we had this conversation. I had this fear. I'm like, one day Natasha is going to get so big that she's not going to want to be mastermind mm. coach anymore. So I literally had to have the fucking courage to have a conversation with her and be vulnerable and go deep inside like, and go to her vulnerability and be like, I have a fear that you're going to leave one day. And then she was like, I have a fear that I'm going to outgrow the position that I'm in. And so we decided to be fucking partners in the mastermind. (laughs) So I was like, let's just solve this problem. But that, I'm not going to lie, for like a month leading up to it, I had these fears in my head that I wasn't vocalizing. And I had these like vulnerable feelings. And it was causing me to like resist and resent and not communicate because of my own shit. And it wasn't until I like called her, I was like, yo, I got something fucking weird to tell you, but I'm going to tell you anyways. And we had like a real conversation that was difficult to have, but that's what it takes to be in like, and we're talking about relationship, not only just like the, you know, I'm with you and you're with me and we're romantic, but relationship also masculine and feminine energy applies to all relationships. Yes. And like all business interactions, like as a leader of the company, like I need to be willing to like surrender my feminine sometimes and be vulnerable. And like, and have those conversations
1: but when you did that like thinking back to that conversation it was like super vulnerable and again intimacy and depth is fucking earned because you came to that conversation was like this is my truth and I feel insecure about it and the way you approached it it was so easy for me to be feminine towards you and be like I see you I love you you are like my best friend like let's work through this but that's earned and it's earned and like to come back to that same concept you get to that level of communication with people when you don't flinch when they bring you their vulnerability, it's like, it's hard. Like that's an insecurity. I'm scared that you're going to leave me. If I would have responded with rejection and like, whoa, where is this coming from? I've done nothing up until this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel that yeah, way. You've yeah, would yeah. been like, this isn't a safe space. Yeah. And then now in the future, I don't want yeah. to have these conversations with yeah. you. But that reaction from me was another rep in the tank that the next time you have discomfort, it might take you two weeks to come to me instead mm. of a month. And you do that enough times. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it's just like, just, Here's me in my totality.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is cool. Okay, so I want to talk about femininity in a second, but I really want to stay on this point of like being vulnerable. So we just had a comment come in that was like, never tell a woman your true feelings, save it for your therapist and friends. And I want to talk about that for a second, because I truly do believe that there's like, there's masculinity and then there's toxic masculinity. And toxic masculinity to me is like, I'm the man. I got this. No feelings, no crying. No talking to girls about your feelings. We don't have one wife. We have six, right? Like that's fucking toxic masculinity. Like that's what most people define as like masculine. Most men define as masculinity. I think for me, like what's really fucking masculine is being able to like be the fucking man and be a leader, but also come back down to earth and be like, I love you yes like I fucking love you yeah like that's a fucking man not somebody that's like oh uh, I don't Mm. feel shit (laughs) you know it's like being willing to like own it and be like I'm like vulnerable that you're gonna leave yeah like I feel afraid
1: your woman won't open up to you unless you show that vulnerability like you can be like that big macho man outside to everybody else where it's like we're driven and I'm passionate and I'm focused and I'm all these things but then, when you can come to your woman and be like, I'm vulnerable that you're going to leave, or like, this is my deep truth about something, the more open you are with your woman, the safer she will feel.
0: That's hard. It's very hard. It is. It's very difficult. Trust me. But
1: when you put in the reps, that woman just wants <sighs> to love you. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. our nature. Like, yeah. when women are in feminine energy, it's yeah. like, bring me all of you. Let yeah. me see you. Let yeah. me nourish you. Let me just yeah. put my hands on your face and hold you and be like, thank you. Yeah. Like, I adore you. Yeah. And then you get a little bit deeper every time you go there. And the more you do, that, the more yeah. your woman opens up to you. Yeah. And the more you do that, the more certainty she has, and she's not going to yeah. leave you.
0: Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. Yeah, and here's the thing, right? Like this is like, this is the conversation between like I have a short-term girl and I have somebody that I'm gonna spend the rest of my fucking life with. We're talking about like, yeah, if you want to like, you know, front and like show all these things and pretend you don't have feelings like that might be cool for like the initial attraction phase, but like for an actual intimate fucking deep relationship where somebody like loves you and sees you for who you are, like you have to be willing to have those conversations. I do think that you do have to be a fucking man first, chasing your dreams, going after the things that you want, being masculine, like having financial abundance, like being physically fucking fit. Like these are all things are like a masculine essence for me right and it's like having those things and then being willing to be vulnerable like that's i think the the secret sauce for masculinity but we've talked about masculinity let's transition the conversation to femininity so for you yeah. It's like i think that before i even asked natasha a question one of the biggest shifts Natasha asked me the other day. She's like, "What have you noticed in as a shift for me in a coach?" And I was like, "I haven't noticed your shift in coaching style, but I've noticed a shift in who you are when you're not coaching." And the shift is that she's become a lot more feminine. She's like dropped her guard and she's just like open, goes with the flow, etc. So, well, first of all, what caused the shift and and what's your definition of femininity?
1: Yeah, honestly, the more self-work I've done on myself and the more healing, the more I've learned that I don't have to be scared like Mm. the more i trust myself and the more that i work through like limiting beliefs i'm consistent i've created success for myself but like just feelings wise like what i've processed emotionally i trust myself now Mm. and because i trust myself and coming back to like i don't self-abandon anymore it's like i honor myself and the more that i make decisions that honor me like saying no to people when i don't want to do something leaving relationships if they don't align for me saying no to business ventures or opportunities that just don't feel good in my body like the more I honor that the Mm. safer I feel and the safer I feel within myself Mm. the more feminine I become because I lived in masculine energy because I didn't trust myself right Mm. like masculine energy kept me safe it was like and not to sound like rude but I feel like sometimes men are like wilting violets around me Mm. like I talk and they're just like everybody just kind of like gets smaller and like that kept me safe yeah well, you can't hurt me if every time you enter my presence or you come into a room with yeah. me, like you just kind of like sit down. When
0: you had this masculine presence. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It was yeah, like,
1: yeah. she's a savage and she's a powerhouse. And like, people would ask me all the time, how are you single? You know, men must approach you all the time. And it's like, well, they don't because my energy is like, yeah. <laughs> was so alpha, yeah, yeah. yeah. so dominant yeah. that unless a man was more masculine than I was, yeah. nobody was coming up yeah. to me, but yeah. it kept me safe. So I think as I've sense. healed, and worked through stuff, it's been easier to access femininity. And femininity to me at this point is like, it's nourishing, it's accepting, it's empathy. You know, it's like just that healing, lighthearted, flowy energy, where it's like, this feels good in my body. So I'm going to do it. Yes, I'm focused, and I'm disciplined. And this isn't coming from somebody who's like, makes no money, like I'm doing pretty, (laughs) pretty all right. And I think women have it in their head where in order to be successful in business, I have to be masculine all the time. And I have to be focused, and I have to get the job done. And I disagree with that. I think there's time you have to be masculine yeah. and I have to make very direct, clear, focused yeah. decisions. And then there's other times that like leading with my yeah. heart is the reason I have a company with 150 people yep. who work for it because yeah. of the culture, because yeah. of the way I make people feel Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. didn't come from intense, masculine energy that yeah. came from my, that like sage part of me.
0: That's cool. So first thing that you wanted that you said is like, I think that really kind of clicked and I think everyone's going to get value from this is it's not like men only have masculine And women only have feminine. Yeah. Right. That's not what we're saying here. It's like that, like the masculine man will attract the feminine woman. Like that's like the dynamic. I think that masculine and feminine exists in all of us. Yes. Like you have masculine energy. I have feminine energy. Like it exists in all of us. But I do think that something like if you're a woman listening to this and you have dreams, goals, desires, and you want to fucking do something with your life that's bigger than what you're doing right now. And you've got to channel some masculine and be like, I'm fucking going for it. Right. And if you're a man listening to this. And you're all, right? Like that, I'm going to talk about what Natasha just talked about. That requires healing. So I'm going to be vulnerable to my own story for a second. Back when I was eight years old, I watched my mom call my grandma in front of me and say, like, if you don't come pick this kid up, like, I'm going to send him to foster care. And what that told me at that time was that, like, I needed to activate, like, my protective energy. And I needed to make sure that nobody got close to me because my Mm -hmm. primary caregiver was abandoning me. And so that told me that people abandoned me when I'm like, when I'm just like myself. And so I put up this fucking wall when I was eight years old and it was a defense mechanism. It was like, I needed to put up the wall because if I was vulnerable and I let myself feel what I was feeling, it was so fucking painful that I like couldn't bear it. And so to get over the feeling of the abandonment, I just put up a wall and I was like, nobody's fucking getting close to me. Fuck all of you. Right. And that's where the masculine man came from. That's when I was 14, 15, 16. I started playing football. Always every girl I dated, I always kept her at arm's distance. I remember when I was 18, I told Kirsten about this. Actually, I was dating a girl and we were like, we we're in love all high school. And I literally broke up with her. And she's like, why are you breaking up with me? And I was like, I'm breaking up with you because you're perfect. And I don't want to marry you. And she was like, what? She's like, didn't I literally, she was yeah. so angry at me for like three years. But it's because I like needed to protect myself from other mm-hmm. people. And so this, the reason I started going to therapy and working on this shit is because I kept self-sabotaging. It was like, I'd have this masculine energy. I'd be building this business. And then I'd go out with my friends and I'd do fucking Molly straight up. And I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on. And then I started like lying to curse the woman that I love. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't understand. And it wasn't until I went to therapy where I was like, I need to work on like my addictive behaviors that I realized that my addictive behaviors stemmed from trauma that had like was unresolved. And I wasn't letting myself feel the feelings of like, eight year old abandoned fucking Brian Mark. And once I actually let myself feel those feelings, and I processed it, I was able to like move through a lot of those addictive triggers. Yeah. And start to feel more and be like safe in that space.
1: Dude, I feel that like, I'm gonna say kind of my piece with that, like the same thing, like little kid, like I have a brother with autism. And growing up, it was like, you know, when we die, you have to take care of him. And you're going to be financially responsible for him. So for me, I was like watching my family just catch on fire, we were almost bankrupt. I remember being down to like our last $3,000 cash, like watching my dad crunch numbers at the table. And in that moment, I was like, nobody's coming to save me. Mm. No one's coming to take care of me. And I got super masculine. Like for those who grew up with me, I was aggressive. I was in fist fights all the time. Like I was just this mean bitch. Yeah. And then it transpired like throughout the rest of my life. So I would date all these like really feminine men. I never felt fulfilled. I was like, yeah. I was just so masculine. Yeah. And then same thing for me. I started going to therapy and I started doing work and it's like allowing myself to feel that fear it's like that masculinity was born from a place of no one's coming to meet my needs yeah and you said something to me recently we were talking about exchanging (laughs) what are our biggest weaknesses because we have great conversations And you were like, you have, you don't trust people to take care of you. And when you said that, I was just like, ugh. and it like, (laughs) it hit different because people in my past was like, you don't want to let people love you. And I was like, that's not true. Like I feel love from people all the time. And like, I let my friends love me and I'm very close and I I feel loved by people. But when you were like, you don't trust people to take care of you. Yeah. I was like, like, that's where that like holds you at arm's distance comes from. So I would subconsciously attract men who are very feminine, that of course you can't take care of me. Yeah. Nothing about you is a masculine man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I won't submit to you. So this just reinforces the belief that uh, no one's going to take care yes, of me. Yes, So I have to take care of myself. And when you said that to me, I feel like that was like a huge internal shift where it was like, mm-hmm yeah, come to Jesus moment for me. Mm. And I was like, I can take care of myself and then also ask for my needs to be met. And like at the start of this, he was joking because I asked if I could come work on the table. But like, those are small steps of me being like other people can take care of. Me. And it seems so yeah. minor, but yeah. it's like, hey, can I do my laundry? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. me trying to lead yeah, yeah, into yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. like, yeah. you can meet my needs and I don't have to be so self-reliant to leave. So, so
0: I shouldn't make fun anymore? <laughs> no,
1: you, you can keep okay. making fun of okay. me. It pulls me out of you my shell cool. though. And now like relationships are different. I feel like I attract way less feminine men because it's like, you know, that, that masculine, that polarity is there.
0: The polarity is there. Yes. Mm. What did you say at the start of the podcast? You were going to open with that line.
1: Oh, men. I feel like a lot of men want really strong, independent women, but you don't attract them because you're not a man. Like you don't have that masculine presence about you. That fucking
0: hurts. Like I'm a strong
1: fucking woman. I am a very like, independent, strong, financially solid, I'm intelligent, I'm hyper self-aware and intuitive. I am looking for a masculine fucking man and not a toxic man. Yeah. Not somebody who wants to hold me at arm's distance and not let me in, but somebody who's like driven and focused and clear, but then can come and be like, here's my soft underbelly because I also want to love that too.
0: Take the lid off. All right, so let me talk about this for a second, all right? Because like most of you guys, if you're listening to this, you're probably like, fuck you. Every single woman that I've ever let in has abandoned me, which is why I choose to keep them at arm's distance. The truth is that you have this belief inside of your mind that is causing women to come close to you and then them to abandon you because like that's what you fucking think that you are. And so everything that you think that you are, you pull closer to you. Like the human mind looks for ways to affirm the beliefs it has inside of it. And so if you honestly believe like, man, every single woman that I, like close to me, you know, abandons me then and you truly believe that and you don't work on that as like and realize that that is a limitation that you are placing on yourself, then you will always attract women that will abandon you because that is your core belief. Yeah. And it's not until you get good with your fucking self. And you truly do realize that there are first of all, number one, you don't need a woman to love you to be worthy of fucking life. Right? Say it again. You don't need a woman to love you to be worthy of life. Like you are worthy on your own. And once you truly And actually fucking 100% can look at yourself in the fucking mirror and be like, I am worthy. Yeah. And you feel it and you know it and you can taste it. And it's like, no matter what your parents said to you, no matter if your dad called you a stupid little fucking kid that was going to amount to nothing, no matter if your mom left you or told you that your dad was dead in Africa, which actually happened to me. My mom told me that my dad was like dead. Like that should happen to me. But like, that is why I felt unworthy. But it wasn't until I actually like looked at myself and I'm like, I'm fucking worthy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of receiving and, that worthiness started to build. And I like took the lid off of my limitations of like, Oh, like everybody that comes in, like leaves me. And as soon as I felt that worthiness inside, like that's when, that's when it happened.
1: I feel like there's two things. One is water seeks its own level. So water seeks its own, water level. Seeks its own level. So your story is everybody leaves me, they abandoned me. Nobody's safe and loves me. Water seeks its own level. I am willing to bet money. If that continually shows up in your life, that is what you do to yourself. And it is what you do to other people. I just want to sit in that for a moment because everybody leaves me. They're not trustworthy. When I let people get close to me, they're not safe. The only reason why you are hyper aware of that is because you do that to other people. And you do that to yourself. Every time you get close to your inner child, every time you get close to yourself, you abandon yourself. Mm -hmm. Every time you let that little part of you come out. And you start to love yourself, yeah. you leave. Yeah. You are untrustworthy to yourself and oh to two other people. And that's why it keeps showing up in your relationships. Oh so it's so easy for you to sit here and be like, men are untrustworthy. Women are untrustworthy. They always leave me. Every time I open up, they take space. And it's like, turn the mirror inward. Water seeks its own level. It's like you're in a goddamn fun house and you're surrounded by fucking mirrors. Mm. And it's like everything that you see in others is also what you see in yourself. So what patterns (laughs) do you notice in your relationships because you're the fucking common denominator?
0: But Natasha, the reason that I abandoned myself is I got sick with COVID. But Natasha, the reason that I abandoned myself is I ran out of money. But Natasha, the reason that I abandoned myself is because I got injured. But Natasha, the reason that I abandoned myself is I had some serious family crisis and although all of those things may be true you still have to realize that you are the author of your story it's like it's not about what happens to us it's about what we do with what happens to us yes and so understanding that like all of the adversity that you've experienced in your life that has caused you to self-abandon and like forget who the fuck you are and become dependent on other individuals like all those things that have happened are true and you have every right to feel those emotions but those emotions are causing you to self-abandon and that self abandonment is causing you to attract people into your life that are just yeah. refer like affirming your negative beliefs.
1: Yeah, I think for like a tactical standpoint, it's like it's, lots of you guys are going to listen to this and be like, holy fuck, I'm the problem. What do I yeah. do with it? Moment to moment awareness. And what I mean by that is like in those moments where somebody's like, hey, can we hang out this weekend and you want to say no, fucking honor it. Yes. Say no. If you don't feel aligned to do something like reflect inward to be like, what do I need right now? Like you asked for you and your healing. And it's like, being willing to slow down first and be like, what do I need? Mm. What do I need in this moment? Mm. I need rest. I need time away from people. I need a friend. Mm. I need a fucking hug and being willing to ask for that. And that's how you change it. Because, you know, yes, you buy into the story you're telling yourself. And if water seeks its own level, change starts internally. And then it shows up externally. Everybody wants to be loved. We all want to be loved and we all want to be accepted. And we all want to have like a very deep, intimate, meaningful relationship. Yeah, You don't get that without having that relationship with yourself the more i love myself like genuinely imperfections and all the easier it is for me to connect with others Mm. because i can hold more empathy for you Mm. if i can hold that grace for myself Mm. you were teasing me the other day i'm always asking people like what do you need what do you need can i meet your needs but i ask that because i'm constantly asking myself that Mm. what do i need in this situation Mm. so Our relationship with self becomes what shows up externally. And when you fix that relationship with self, you can no longer tolerate codependent relationship. Like you just can't fucking go there anymore because it feels like a trap. It feels stifling. It feels stagnant. It feels like it's taking from you because you no longer need somebody to love you in order to feel whole that is fire. now I can just give to you from a place I'm just going into this relationship to give and not even to receive because my cup is full mm. and I want to pour into you and when two parties come to a relationship friendship romantic relationship business whatever it is it's like relationships are a place we go to give not a place we go to take and when two people can operate at that level mm. oh my god it's mm. just like game over
0: so let's make this like actionable so like let's say we actually woke somebody the fuck up with this podcast and there's a man I'm going to speak to you if you're a man and then it's actually going to speak to you if you're a woman if you're a man and Listening to this podcast and what we're fucking saying to you has made me realize, like holy shit, I've been like a half man, I thought I was being a man, but I haven't been being a man. And I want to step up and become a man. The journey that I want you to imagine is like, think about Rocky Balboa. Like the reason that we connect with characters like Rocky Balboa is because Rocky Balboa goes through adversity, adversity after adversity, after adversity, after adversity, and then he becomes the champion. And I think that in your life right now, if you're in a fucking hard place right now, I want you to imagine that you just had your loss, Mm -hmm. right? But you're fucking Rocky Balboa. And what I mean by that is that like your fucking like kingdom, your throne, your like, your power is waiting for you and you're in the middle of your story. And so if you're listening to this, and you're in the middle of the adversity, I need you to understand that, like, you need to go for one more round in the arena, but not just one more round as you fucking were, because the man, the half man that you were, the reason that you weren't successful is because you didn't have the fucking skill sets, you didn't have the mindsets, you weren't ready yet. And so the universe gave you a slap in the face and said, like, no, your business is going to fail, because you don't understand marketing, you don't understand systems, you don't understand how to scale, you don't understand how to sign clients, So I'm going to cause failure, I'm going to force you to become a man and learn what you need to learn. So you can go to the next level. So if you were, a man i challenge you to fucking take one more round in the arena and go after the thing that you want because a man is purpose driven right a man is purpose driven a man is mission driven and when a man is on a mission this is the truth right guys for me and cursed in my life when kirsten is the most attracted to me is when i'm fucking on my shit i'm like in the fucking zone i got phil heath coming to my fucking house i'm running around i'm screaming i'm going off that's when kirsten's the most to me because i'm in my fucking power i'm like i'm the fucking one and now she's like All right, I can trust this guy. And so if you're a man and you're in a relationship when you're like, you're feeling like this disconnect, like there's not attraction, start going after your shit. Mm -hmm. Figure out what you want. Stop making fucking excuses for why you're not there and start going all in.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think coming from a place for like women, your work is in healing. Your work is in not abandoning yourself. So like when a situation comes up for you where you want to people please, where you don't want to speak your truth because you're scared you're going to hurt somebody's feelings, where you don't want to be a powerful woman and stand up and voice what you need. I'm going to challenge you to do that because the more you do that and the more you trust yourself, the easier it's going to be to let a man get close to you. Because the reason you won't let a man get close to you right now is because you are so scared that if you open that part of you, that if he hurts you and it isn't healthy, that you don't trust yourself to leave.
0: Oh my God. Yes. That's hard. That's hard. That fucking, that might hit somebody hard.
1: And it's true though, because it's like, you won't let a man close to you. You won't ask that man to meet your needs, to love you and to take care of you because you are scared that if you ever had to make the choice to leave because it didn't align, you can't trust yourself to do it. And that's why you won't open up.
0: Dude, I'm going to be vulnerable and say one of the hardest conversations me and Kirsten ever had was when... I drew a hard boundary and she's drawn these boundaries with me too. But personally, I drew a hard boundary and I knew that if this boundary wasn't met, that I would have to leave. And she felt it too. And we like took some space for a few days. And when we came back together, it's like we had an eye to eye, heart to heart conversation. And it was like, I can meet your needs and and you can meet mine. So let's like, let's do this. Yes. And it was like, I had to go into that conversation knowing that it's possible that this boundary might not get met and that this might be the end of our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And-, and it was fucking challenging. It was, but I had to like come to myself and love myself enough to have that conversation. And Kirsten's had those conversations with me as well. Yeah, Like when I stumbled and I fell on my face and I like was like out and I like tried to find drugs. She literally sat me down. She's like, if you ever do that again, like I'm leaving you. And I was like, okay, you know? Yeah. Okay.
1: I think it's just like, you have to be okay with the outcome, which is like attachment. And that's a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. But like when you're solid with yourself, and you trust yourself to ask for what you need that honestly, at the end of the day, this is what masculine and feminine energy and this whole fucking conversation comes down to is being willing to trust yourself to ask what you need, and then go get it period. Mm-hmm. Like, if that means you have to pivot, you pivot. If it means that you stay, you stay. If that means you have to change the way you're doing something to get your needs met, then you do that. But like your inability to have closeness and vulnerability with somebody is your inability to ask for what you need and then trust that you can go deliver it. And when you step into that, your relationships change with yourself and with other people. And all this minutia and nonsense and fucking garbage just mm. falls to the wayside because mm. you come home to yourself mm. and you attract different things.
0: Yeah, I think the coming home to yourself is huge. Mm. And like if you are Listening to this right now, like, I want you to know that like, this could be the fucking moment that you wake up and remember who the fuck you are. You like drop all the bullshit stories and the lies and all the trauma that you've gone through and you just make the decision that you're going to master yourself. Yes. Like this can be the fucking moment. That's why I love podcasting. And that's why I love going live and just like impacting and coaching. Because I'm like one conversation, one fucking line, one word could literally be the fucking moment that you make the decision. To change your life for the better forever yes and that's why i'm just gonna keep doing what i'm doing because i fucking love it mm. yeah me too yeah where do they find you nat
1: Ooh, come to my podcast which is get woke or stay broke on spotify and itunes if you jive with this type of stuff you can find so much of it there about like healing and business and mindset and just stepping into your
0: power both for men and women what about instagram natashastorm underscore Yeah, if you guys like this kind of conversation, Tasha writes a lot of posts about this as well. Guys, peace, love, and protein. Thank you so much for tuning in. Peace.